Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Brainiac Podcast. This is the podcast of the University of Toronto chapter of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. I am Melissa Biscardi. I am the host for this season and maybe other seasons to come. I am a concussion clinician and research trainee at the Acquired Brain Injury Lab in the Rehabilitation Sciences Institute at the University of Toronto. I've been interested in neuroscience for about 10 years, and that's when my clinical practice started to take a turn towards concussion and brain optimization. My master's thesis, which was also done in the Acquired Brain Injury Lab, was on women, reproductive symptoms, and concussion. So I'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode, actually. So yes, right now I'm a second-year PhD student in the Rehabilitation Sciences Institute, and my PhD focuses on ocular motor interventions in adults post-concussion. I'm incredibly interested in the role of the eyes in the assessment of concussion, and also in concussion rehabilitation. So how do the eyes coordinate with the neck, coordinate with the balance system? It's an intricate dance or orchestra and how these are working together really influence one's ability to engage in the world. So how soon can you return to play, return to work, return to learn? And it will be much faster if we resolve the visual, cervical, and balance-based symptoms, right? So yes, that's a huge interest for me in research and my clinical practice. And I'm very fortunate to be here at U of T and studying it for my PhD. Now, Generally, I will be speaking about the adult population, but if I percolate some pediatric information, we'll definitely let you know, and hopefully in the future we'll have a guest who can focus more on pediatric concussion. And for this season, there'll be a mix of solo episodes and guest episodes, so hopefully that meets your entertainment needs. If you have any suggestions for guests you'd like 
as to host or topics you'd like covered, feel free to reach out and we'll do our best. And for the listeners, the episodes are definitely meant for a variety of people. So perhaps you've sustained a concussion and you're looking to learn a little bit more. Maybe you're a clinician and again, either wanting to learn more, you're already treating concussions or hoping to bring your practice in that direction. Or maybe you are supporting someone who's had a concussion. And I think these episodes will be helpful for all of those individuals. And when we're talking about concussion, oh, it's changed so much and it continues to change at an exponential rate, right? More and more research is being done. People are so passionate about it. It's definitely being spoken of more in news and the media, acute effects, long-term effects, we are just learning a lot more. And we definitely don't manage them the same as we did 10 years ago. So a concussion is an injury that happens when there's a force that is applied to the body, the head or the neck, and those forces cause an acceleration and deceleration of the head on the neck, which in turn causes a concussion, right? It's the shearing forces that are caused by the brain moving around in the skull. So you will get a injury that essentially disrupts the function of the brain and it can really vary. And so for this episode, we're going to specifically talk about differences between males and females in risk and in recovery. Now, in the past, these injuries were considered trivial, right? What language used to be used? Well, it was shake it off or, you know, I got a bell ringer. I don't know when the last time someone said that was, but definitely used to be common terminology. But now we know that a concussion can actually change someone's life, essentially. So they have to be assessed and they have to be managed appropriately. Some other sort of myths that have been tossed around are that most people recover in two weeks, right? Two weeks, you should be fine. Clinically, myself, colleagues have definitely known that this was incorrect for a very long time, just based on seeing people in person, in practice, recovering. But finally, the research has been updated and Now we have the numbers that show almost 50% of people are still having symptoms at six months. So if that is you, if you've had a protracted recovery, quote unquote, I hope that validates your experience because you are not alone. And in fact, almost 50% of people are still recovering at six months. Now, yes, some people do recover faster than that, but even just the metabolic pathway you know, what's happening underneath um, underneath it all takes a few weeks. And that's why we can't have a very abrupt or quick return to play. We have to let the body heal and progressively increase the load that we put on someone. So 
Um, oh yeah. So what I wanted to say, sorry, about that recovery being, you know, almost 50% of people suffering at six months. Well, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Yes. We've learned so, so much in recent years. And we know that a concussion is a rehabilitative injury. We know that if you get care sooner, it definitely helps your recovery trajectory. But if you haven't sought care because you've been told to just wait and see, then definitely explore your options for rehab because there are a lot of very skilled practitioners out there who will be able to help you on your rehab journey, depending on your specific concussion and your specific concussion profile, which I'll talk about next episode. So if you or a loved one has has sustained a concussion, you've had the traumatic event, there are a number of factors which will affect how this evolves. There's the physiological response that happens. There are comorbidities to take into account. So what other health issues might be at play and might be um, influencing the recovery? And then the behavioral response. So the response of the individual based on sex and gender norms in society, right? And what roles and responsibilities that person might have. Someone who sustains a concussion at 19 is going to have different behaviors, different responses than someone who sustains a concussion at 30. Someone who has kids, has a family is going to have different response than someone who does not just based on roles and responsibilities and stressors that will be different. And so this sort of highlights just that biopsychosocial model, right? There are a lot of factors that interplay and that affect risk actually as well, risk and recovery. And also that just sort of highlights um, in terms of behavior, societal roles, will be different depending on the city, depending on the country, even depending on the specific family. So there's a lot of individual factors to take into consideration. We always say that one concussion, right? If you've seen one concussion, you've only seen one concussion. Like concussion is so individual. And so you really need personalized care if you've sustained one or if a loved one has. So when we're thinking about sex-based differences in concussion risk and recovery, we do have statistics on this. Most statistics do draw on sports because the data is just so easily accessible. Athletes are an accessible and easy population to study. But actually, sports-related concussion are only the number one cause of concussion in adolescents. In the older ages, we have, or quote unquote, older ages, we have motor vehicle accidents, falls that are more a cause of concussion. But in the sports-based literature, what we know is, yes, for males, male-dominated sports such as football still produce the highest rates of concussion. But in sports where males and females compete equally, such as soccer, lacrosse, basketball, we know that females experience more concussions during games than males. So this is 95, or sorry, this is 9.5% versus 
So that's very interesting. And we'll talk about some of the hypotheses of, of why this might be. But one thing I have not seen in the literature, and if I'm wrong, feel free to send me a reference, but I have not seen reporting of the severity of the concussion for males and females in sports-related concussion specifically. Now, why are females sustaining more concussions? Well, there are a few hypotheses, like I said, and one of them is biomechanical differences. So males tend to have a different neck girth, neck strength, and head stabilization abilities than females, right? In general, males have a larger neck girth more neck strength, and greater head stabilization. Another thing I want to draw attention to, though, is cervical endurance. So from a clinical standpoint in concussion risk and recovery, cervical endurance is really, really important. We know that greater cervical endurance is associated with a lower risk of re-injury and is associated with a smoother recovery or quicker recovery from concussion. And that is something that can be trained. So it is definitely part of concussion rehab in my office, for example. But what would be even better is if you are training this prior to getting a concussion. So having it as part of your exercise routine is a great idea, especially if you're an athlete. Obviously, we can't predict when we're going to have a concussion, but we can just aim to have good cervical endurance. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. So that is the structure of the tissue, right? That's the structure of the neck. How might that have women at a little bit of a greater risk than men? Now, there are other differences between males and females, and one of them is hormones, right? And there's a lot of research on this. So when we talk about hormones, there's a lot of interesting information, actually. One is that the sex differences in concussion are not pronounced in childhood. They actually start to rear their ugly head in adolescence. And then the differences stabilize later in life at older ages, essentially when women have gone into menopause. So even just knowing that might make you percolate, might make you think, hmm, maybe hormones are an issue, right? And so we do know that the menstrual cycle has an influence on concussion risk and recovery. And this is based on research on adolescents and adults. What we know is females in the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle are at increased risk of sustaining a concussion. And also if a concussion is sustained during that phase, it's more likely to result in a protracted recovery. So in a longer recovery, just knowing that actually allows an opportunity for concussion prevention because you literally know a period of time when the athlete, let's say, so specific to sports-related concussion, um, you know a period of time when the athlete is going to be at greater risk of sustaining a concussion. So it could be leveraged. Probably wouldn't be the most popular thing to do, but not having someone play during the luteal phase, or maybe, I guess it would depend on the sport, but how much you play them, what position you play, that truly is an opportunity for concussion prevention though. And we don't have a lot of opportunities. So that is an interesting fact about the menstrual cycle and concussion risk. Sometimes when I talk about that, people will ask about birth control. So does birth control act as a protective factor? And the research says no, essentially. That's the short answer. Now, what I would be interested to see, and I haven't seen this in published literature, but it, it must be in the research databases, and it's related to premenstrual syndrome. So I'm going to circle back to this. What we know is that after sustaining a concussion, women can have a disruption in the period. So you might have an extra period, you might have a missed period, you might have more PMS, so more symptoms around your period, and you might have amenorrhea, which means when you've missed your period for three months or more. And this can happen post-concussion, and I see it clinically all the time. So what I would be interested to know is if those females who are on birth control have less of that outcome. 
because I don't believe that has been published. Now, one thing to know is if someone is on birth control, on the birth control pill, that is not a true period. And that is why I'm very curious if someone on birth control would have a different experience of those symptoms or of those disruptions. Now, one study I did read show one study I read showed that when cortisol, so when the stress hormone returns back to baseline after a concussion, that's when a female's menstrual cycle will return back to baseline. And that actually is an interesting thing to consider because is it actually the stress response that is causing this disruption in the menstrual cycle? Some other research has shown that females who've sustained a head injury will experience greater postpartum depression than those who haven't. So some of this information is is useful even just in planning. Let's say you've sustained a concussion and you're planning to get pregnant. I've had lots of patients in that situation. So knowing that you might be prone to having a little more difficulty after the baby's born, you can set up supports. So that's where I find that some of the research can be empowering because you can take it and use it essentially. Okay, so what about the males? Can they have disruption in their hormones? Absolutely. The most commonly disrupted hormone is growth hormone for men and women, then is the reproductive hormones. So for men, that would be testosterone. And testosterone disruption can be a little bit sneaky because some of the symptoms are depression, fatigue, muscle wasting, And that might be attributed just to the fact that you had an injury, right? Or, and you're not doing all the things you love, but the other symptom that will manifest is a lack of morning erection. So if that is happening, that's a good point to bring up to your doctor for further investigation. My master's thesis like I mentioned earlier, did focus on women post-concussion and reproductive outcomes. We we actually looked at a hormone called anti-malarian hormone. And anti-malarian hormone is the gold standard for investigating timing for menopause. So what, how, how is this female... Uh, progressing through the reproductive years? And does it look like early menopause or not? And the reason why we investigated this is because we already had the data on the fact that women were having disrupted periods, and in some cases, disrupted periods for many years. So the question is, okay, well, women are having all these disruptions, is it actually affecting Is it affecting fertility? Is it affecting time to menopause? Could these women be predisposed to an early menopause? So we recruited the women. They were all from Toronto and we took their anti-malarian hormone levels. 
And the result, it was a very small sample, so it could not be conclusive, but half the sample had low levels. Definitely need to do a larger sampled study. If you're interested in that paper, it's in Brain Injury, Biscardi et al. You can look it up. But it was uh, it was interesting that research had not been done before. So maybe we'll do a larger study in my spare time. <laughs> Um, okay, so we talked about differences in the structure of the neck. We talked about differences in hormone. Now, what about the actual brain itself? What about differences in brain structure between the sexes? So there are differences. And what we know is that the male corpus callosum has larger fibers and cross-sectional area compared to females. So essentially, females have smaller fibers. And it's been postulated that this means that they're anatomically more fragile or less resistant to the forces of a concussion. So how I like to think about this is you have those thin little rubber bands, and then you have the thick ones that go around in asparagus. And of course, the thicker ones are more resistant, right, than those thin ones. And so if you have forces that are being transmitted from the body, from the neck to the brain, and is causing the brain to shake inside the skull, those thicker fibers are going to be more, more resistant. And the other thing to consider, which I mentioned above, or prior, is comorbidities. So when there are pre-existing health issues, this can affect recovery. One that is strongly um, associated with prolonged recovery is migraines. And we know those are more common in women. We also know that pre-existing anxiety, depression, ADHD can also be related to a prolonged recovery. So when we're thinking about recovery, it really isn't black and white. There are so many factors that can feed into it. And I will say that another factor is stress. And what we've seen is that over the last couple of years where people in many parts of the world have been experiencing increased level of stress, this has also had played a role in the recovery process. Absolutely. Because if you think about health or your health bank account as a full glass of water and little things are taking some of the water out, so it might be your job, your nutrition, your stress, the roles that society has put on you, and then you put a pandemic in there, that glass of water is going to be running out. And so the last couple of years have been very hard for people and especially difficult for people recovering from concussion and other chronic illnesses. Now, I think that probably wraps up our little chat on sex differences and concussion risk and recovery. So I hope you enjoyed the first episode I've done for the Brainiac podcast and enjoyed listening. 
If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to our Instagram account for the U of T chapter of the Concussion Legacy Foundation, which is concussion.can.utoronto. I can be reached on Instagram directly at concussionrehab.ca. And we look forward to having you listening to future episodes. Thanks so much. This podcast is sponsored by Hedgeck Health. Hedgeck Health bridges gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on Hedgeck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HedgeckHealth.com for more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.